You're listening to MeSearch. I'm Crystal. And my name is Dustin. We're two friends taking space. And making space. For other Filipinos to share their stories and insights. Join us as we talk to folks in the community to discover how they became trailblazers, business leaders, and bosses. Hey, Crystal. Hey, Dustin. Hey, everybody. Hi. (laughs) Mercury is in retrograde. It absolutely is. Um... (laughs) Yeah, Mercury's in retrograde right now, so let's definitely uh, do some happy things, (laughs) because, yeah, Mercury in retrograde will not get us, okay? Let's, or we're going to at least try to not let it get us, so. (laughs) So, real quick, just want to say thanks to everyone for bearing with us in this podcast. We made a sincere promise to post on the first and third Wednesday of every month, but we couldn't this past uh, this past week. We had a family emergency back at home and uh, just had to take care of a few things. 2020 and 2021's just doing some stuff. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate everyone's flexibility, but let's keep things light and happy. We posed a question on our Instagram, what's put a smile on our face lately, or what has put a smile on your face lately? And we got some really good responses, and we want to read some of those for everyone. So, Crystal, go ahead and give us some of those comments from Friends of the Pod. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> read some of these awesome comments from our Friends of the Pod. I love these, by the way. So, our first one is from Dude Jeanette, and something that's made her happy, or something that's made her smile, is the first woman VP ever. Absolutely. First black and South Asian woman VP. We love to see it. Um, Let's continue to put pressure on her so that we can get the things that make everyone happy in the country. We love to see it, but we also need to put pressure because (laughs) that's... That's that's also our job as citizens. Okay. Yes. Next up from Patrick. <laughs> Patrick Anthony, 18. Shout, Shout out, out to Patty. Patty. Uh, the upcoming Game Boy Season 2 and Hello Stranger movie. Get into it. Three hearts. Three red hearts here. Um, yes. I still need to watch Game Boys. It's on Netflix now. I am ex- oh, dang. Okay. All right. Yeah. Excited for the Hello Stranger movie. Let's see what's going on. With that. Have you seen the trailer for that yet? <gasps> no. You should look it up. Okay. After after we record. Yeah. Um, Raffy Taffy. Raffy Taffy. Oh, I love this. Got mochi donuts to celebrate the end of the week. Ooh. I love mochi. Mochi donuts in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, Raffy Taffy, if you are listening, please let us know where you got your mochi donuts. I would love to know. Um, which place you got them at because I only know of a couple or actually I know of three places that offer mochi donuts and I'd like to know where you got those. I know of one in <gasps> Ontario called Painted Oh, okay. Painted Dough. Painted Dough. Yeah. 
how you painted, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> we love it. We love it. We love yeah. it. We love the mochi donuts. At the Ethel's fond memories. I love this. Um, I love this. This handle. Um, At the Ethel's fond memories said, finally seeing rain in Southern California. Yes. Ah, I want more of it. Who else does? I feel like it came very suddenly and then was here for a while and then left very suddenly. Yeah, it was like, oh, this is too hard to do in Mercury retrograde. I gotta go. (laughs) Mercury. Just ruining everything. (laughs) Okay, but I hope that the rain comes back at the Ethel because I love the rain. All right, this one comes from Kuyapi. From the Show Pow Show, shout out, go follow them, go listen. Uh, Kuya said, VP Harris and President Biden, the orange man leaving office <laughs> and my family. Aww. Oh, that's a lot of things there. Again, we love, we love the new, the new admin here. Again, we're going to keep putting pressure on them. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Definitely yeah. not a perfect administration, but um, good for... Good, good change. Good change, good change because the orange man is definitely gone. And in where is he? Where is he? He's somewhere in Florida. I don't care. Um, yeah. You stay there and don't <laughs> ever come back. <laughs> and your family. I'm glad that you are grateful, and I'm glad your family is putting a smile on your face. That's lovely. Absolutely. All right. So next comment we have from Jenilee writes, hello, my friend. Jenilee. Um, And she writes, uh, discovering Pose on Netflix. I love Pose. I love Pose. Yes. I've seen a couple episodes. It's really good. Yes. Critically acclaimed, that one. Critically acclaimed. Critically acclaimed. <laughs> Critically acclaimed. It. Yes. Critically acclaimed. Uh, <laughs> all right and our last one is from philippinex pages and they say honestly passing a bird feeder and seeing a bunch of birds tweeting like they were chismosa titas we are all the same <laughs> that is hella specific and i love that that is hella specific and amazing and what a moment. i love this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i love it we're here for the chismising birds. <laughs> so thank you so much, everyone. That was so much fun. Oh, man. Thank you for the responses. Yes, thank you thank for you. brightening our day. Mercury is in retrograde. 2021 is just an extension of 2020. <laughs> so all of these little comments that y'all are sending us definitely put a smile to our faces. So thank you. Yes. Thank you for the smiles. We love you all very much. And... We really appreciate the love and uh, please continue to connect with us on all of our socials. Our handle is me search podcast. Um, we'd love to continue the conversations and the jokes and the funs and the sads and all the things. We appreciate y'all. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Dustin. Yes. Who do we have on the show today? We have someone spectacular. Spectacular! We've got an interview. <laughs> Spectacular! 
<laughs> We've got an interview with one of our dear, dear friends, Nino Lanera. He's a producer, Woo-hoo! an entertainment journalist, and a host for programs like Tayo News on the Filipino channel and AfterBuzz TV. And we'll talk to Nino about his start as an actor and journey to the niche of entertainment journalism for Filipinos across the globe, as well as all of the challenges and triumphs in between. Yay! Let's get into this episode! Let's do it! Let's do it! Alright, welcome Nino Lanera. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys. I appreciate you guys having me on. So, Nino, you are an entertainment journalist and a producer in the entertainment world. Um, I think I know what entertainment journalist is, but can you tell us more about your role as a producer? Do these different roles overlap at all? Yeah, most definitely. So, um, as an entertainment journalist, I think now in 2020, maybe the recent uh, past couple of years as well, too, you've kind of had to do it all. Um, to be able, you've had to be able to produce your own work um, if you have to shoot alone sometimes, um, or you have to write your own content um, and uh, just create everything basically for the final project. So as far as the producer part, um, within an entertainment journalist, you're kind of basically doing everything from start to finish. You're producing the whole story uh, from uh, inception to conception, basically, um, all the way through to the end. Um, and I really do think you have to just be able to be well-rounded in the industry if you want to do something like this, just because you don't know uh, what you are going to need to do within the next week or if you don't have a crew. Like, look what happened with COVID. We, I went from being in a studio with somebody to help me shoot, having lighting, having uh, makeup and everything, to having to do it in my own room, the corner of my own room, setting everything up, lighting, uh, making sure that audio is okay, uh, I'm shooting in 4K, you know, everything that has to encompass the production portion had to be me. And so I had to learn how to do that uh, even more so uh, than I did before because uh, we have to produce the same quality work, but we're doing it from home. So yeah, I think the producer part definitely overlaps with what I do as an entertainment journalist. I think more and more people, if you talk to them, they'll probably say the same exact thing. Wow. Looking back at your career, did you want to be a producer or did you want to be an entertainment journalist? Maybe... Can you tell us what what was the goal when you were, I guess, coming up? When I first started, um, I started really young as far as like entertainment. I signed to my first agent when I was like 10, I think. My mom was a stage mom. I did plays when I was younger. Um, and uh, God bless her soul. <laughs> she, really, she was really pushing for me uh, to do what I wanted to do because she saw how much I enjoyed it. Um, so I'm pretty sure she, they got scammed into doing like a – I think it was called O'Brien Rotman. It was like a talent agency back in the day, or not agency, like a management company that will lead you to agents. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure they paid for overpriced headshots. They put me <laughs> in acting classes and all these things when I was young. Um, but luckily, this uh, management company still allowed me to meet my first agents when I was younger and got me out to auditions and I understood how everything worked. So I thought I wanted to be an actor when I was younger. Oh, okay. Like I thought like that was like, that's what I wanted to do. But as I got older, I realized like my passion uh, for acting isn't as um, strong as other people. Like Crystal, <laughs> I've seen you, you know, you know, from when we were in college to 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 now, getting your MFA, you doing your thing. Like you just know, you know what I mean. You just know. And I, I stopped calling myself an actor. I, I shouldn't be able to call myself an actor. But when I don't study it as much, I don't have that much passion for it. Um, it was just uh, something that kind of led me to 
the realm that I wanted to be in. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I love talking to people. I love like understanding how things work, how people work, how people got to where they were. And that's when I realized I want to interview people. Where in the entertainment world can I, can I land in in that space? And it was being an entertainment journalist or being a host, somebody that could um, have a one-hour conversation with one artist or, or somebody and you know, create like this story or this realm where we could live in to kind of like escape from the worries of the world or what you're doing, but learn something new at the same time. Uh, so I think that's where it kind of all stemmed from. You know, I, I started off in corporate America working in brand marketing. So I was on the creative side already and I was doing all that. But then I realized I wanted to do something else. And I kind of just found my way through and made it happen. So first of all, how does it feel being interviewed? That's such a good question because it's like the role is like flipped. Yeah. You know what I mean? The script is flipped. It's cool because I still like to talk. I feel like it's a conversation. And knowing that, you know, I, I, um, we've all met before, you know what I mean? And uh, we've talked outside of this Zoom call before is a little bit more comforting too. But I can just imagine how it could be too for a lot of people who have to do a lot of press all the time. So it feels different, but it also feels good. It's almost like second nature still. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> I like how we, we're like on the same page. I'm like, I want to ask this. I want to ask this. Such a good question. <laughs> we're going to have to study Nino's work so we can continue to grow as hosts on our own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we need to take some notes from Nino. Oh, notes you from Nino. Doing great. That's, that's, the, that's the name of your next book. Notes, notes from, from Nino. Nino. Hey, that's a smart one. <gasps> That's a good one. Oh my god! All let I'm me, asking is for two percent. Two percent. Let me write you that check. <laughs> <laughs> let me write you that check now. <laughs> well, we're spe- we're speaking truth into existence. I'm sure it'll happen. I love it, man. Yes. So, the real question I wanted to ask, actually, that was the real question I wanted to ask. <laughs> the question that we've got planned. So, thinking about that that switch, I guess from. Moving from this world of acting into this world of interviewing, entertainment journalism and whatnot, how do you think your identity as a Filipino kind of played into how you navigated your career? See, I think we already know the industry is still um, has a far a long way to come uh, as far as representation for not just Asian Americans, but Filipino Americans, because I feel like we're never ever grouped in with the Asians. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when people say, oh, it's an Asian American thing or whatnot, like you see every other Asian, but like Filipinos. I feel like we're always like that standalone group that's like, hey, hi, we're here too. We're here. You know what I mean? Where's our representative? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's been hard, but it's also been rewarding at the same time being Filipino in the industry because you see the come-ups of people that are that are around you and it's really a small group of people and like if you're in entertainment and you're filipino or filipino american um you usually know <laughs> who's who's in the industry whether the actors are hosts or producers or whatever you're automatically kind of wrangled into them or you find out about them and you try to keep that network going i think we're really really good at keeping each other accountable and together and things like that and uplifting each other mm-hmm. but i've always used the whole being filipino american never against me, but always for my career. I feel like ever since I started, I started off within the company where I met both, well, I met both of you, I think. Well, Dustin, but I, I've known Crystal from Cal State Long Beach, but 
uh, called Bakke Wai back in the day. Shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> Shout outs to Bakke Wai. That's really, um, before then I was working for, uh, for World of Dance as a media correspondent. And um, that was a really short stint, but it was cool because that led me to Bakke Wai. And with Bakke Wai, that really kind of helped mold my interview skills I was really bad back then, <laughs> by the way. Like, I remember, like, I look at old clips, I'm like, oh, man, what am I doing? Um, but it really kind of helped me mold uh, my interview style or, like, uh, just being confident in front of the camera and things like that um, and really getting to know my community. Ten years later, so I'm, I'm back with it again, working in that same space. You know, I, I left kind of the Filipino-American community. Not left, but I um, moved on to try to try to – work with, you know, a more mainstream type of group or whatnot. But I never left the Filipino um, side of me at all, but it just wasn't as prevalent as it, as it is now because uh, I'm working with ABS-CBN and Tayo News. A quick funny story, though. So I auditioned for Mix TV, which is an ABS-CBN affiliate station, which is like the MTV of Asia, I guess, or Philippines. I sent out an audition tape, and Crystal was part of my audition tape. What? Really? <laughs> Yeah. See, I rem I remember recording that. <laughs> I was gonna say. How did that happen? So I was like, so I was like, Crystal, I need to interview somebody to, to add on to my audition tape in real. I was interviewing Poriotics already because we were all friends and the dance group from ABDC. And you know, I was like, I need to ask somebody. I was like, Crystal, because I think we had just worked on something together. And I think we were in like PCN. Something. <laughs> you guys were you were in the same PCN? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I wrote it and I cast it Crystal as a lead. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was Jalen. Yeah. <laughs> she was so good, by the way. Oh. If we find those clips, oh my god, she was so good. Um the writing was so good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um but yeah, I had Crystal um in my mix audition and I, I filmed the audition, I sent it in. And then um, I got a call back and I went up to NorCal to audition in front of the producers and I bombed it, like <laughs> 100% bombed it. And um, it was sad and I was really sad. But 10 years later, I'm working for the company now and I'm doing things with Mix. I'm doing things with ABS-CBN, but it just took some time because I needed to prepare myself, I think. And I think it's really, uh, when it's ready for you, it's really ready for you. You know, you might think you're ready back then um, and the opportunity doesn't come, but like 10 years later, literally, like, the opportunity is here, and that's, a, that's who I'm directly working with now, creating content, uh, producing things, being in front of the camera, everything that I wanted to do um, came back to it, you know? And then now, I'm here speaking to Crystal, you know, <laughs> and Dustin <laughs> about this. It's just kind of crazy. Wow, full circle. Full circle oh moment. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy for you, Thanks, Dino. Crystal. My heart is literally <laughs> bursting i'm like kind of like tearing up a little bit because <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's just like really like awesome but to see because so yeah. it was just, i you know it was an opportunity that i thought i could get right there and then but it just wasn't my time yet and i think that's that's what really happens to a lot of people in entertainment or just in this industry in general like patience really is a virtue because you just never know when you're going to hit you don't know absolutely you just got to keep grinding and yeah basically yeah that's a good lesson yeah don't give up folks don't give up. Don't do it. Somebody once told me, they're like, if you never give up, your competition's eventually going to end because you're going to be the one that's left on top and you're going to be the one that's left with the most knowledge from what you've been doing. So like, mm -hmm. you know, if you have like 20 people with you in the beginning and you're the only one that kept on going, who's the casting director going to pick? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's true. 
like it's it's kind of like that. You just have to keep on keep on pushing and keep on going. Wow. Yes. Okay. So now this is where we all take a break and cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad though, but it's like it's like true. Like it's such a hard it's such a hard industry um, yeah. to be in. You know what I mean? You really don't know when things are gonna work out for you, honestly. Or when do things do work out? There's like bumps in the road, coronavirus. Mm. You know, know, that was unforeseen when you're about to like have your biggest project of your life, you know, but um, once again, maybe it's just not the right time right now and it'll it'll eventually come. We just have to kind of wait, you know. Struck a chord with me, you know. Keep on going, girl. (laughs) Keep on going. I know. It's such a journey. So there are niche areas within entertainment journalism. For you specifically, you go from unpacking our favorite shows on After Buzz to bringing us our news on Tayo. Um, I know Tayo is on the Filipino channel and is geared towards the Filipino community, but how has being Filipino-American been like in both of these different spaces? Yeah, so they're definitely different, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, you know, after Buzz, um, we talk we talk about TV all the time and uh, movies and things like that, um, and very pop culture oriented. Um, you know what? When I first started, I, I could probably count how many um, Asians were within the studio or the company, mm-hmm. less than two hands, and then Filipinos, I could probably count like on the palm of one hand. Um, there, w- there really wasn't a lot. Or whatnot. Uh, so um, representation for me, being Filipino American after Buzz was really big. Like I said, mm, like I wanted mm-hmm. to do something mainstream, but I never wanted to leave my um, my Filipino ness, you know, aside. You know, I wanted to represent. And one of the biggest shows, um, or one of my favorite shows that I was able to do after Buzz was Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Oh, I love that show. Right, yes. right. With Vincent Rodriguez the third. I was just so excited because I'm like, he's Filipino playing a Filipino living in West Carolina. (laughs) Like, it was the first time we saw a Filipino Thanksgiving on TV. Like, that's just so big. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, not Asian, Filipino, just Filipino. Mm -hmm. Like, it's crazy to think that. And then having having them reference that, you know what I mean? That him being Filipino so many times within the show or the, the seasons that were there. I think Rachel Bloom did such an amazing job with that and really giving us a representation that we all kind of yearned for and that we wanted to see. You know, um, so it was important for me to be, you know, as, uh, be seen as uh, the Filipino kid from After Buzz. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. a, a lot of the intros that my, one of my co-hosts that I do a lot of reality TV with, he goes, he always goes, the Filipino king himself, Nino Nera. Like that, that's how the intro would go. And I'll be like, yeah, man, I appreciate that. Yeah, that, represent. That makes me, that makes me so happy, you know, to, for people to, to recognize that and for me to be able to be uh, somebody that somebody could watch and be like, oh my God, he's Filipino and he's doing this. Mm. Like that's always a big thing for me because I feel like when I was growing up, my parents were so supportive of me being in entertainment, but they were also like, also, why don't you get your BSN? <laughs> you know, <or> also, <laughs> yeah. you know, just in case, blah, 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 blah. And then I really didn't know that you can create a career out of talking and being yourself, you know, until later on. If I think I knew earlier, I would have definitely um, switched out what I was studying, you know, earlier. Like I went to school for psychology mm-hmm. first. Well, first nursing, obviously. Same, <laughs> like, same, then, same, same. <laughs> and then switched out to psychology. I'm glad we're on the same page there. Yeah. 
and then you know, eventually uh, graduated with a mass common media studies and then finishing up with a digital audience strategy masters like that, like really solidified, like what I wanted to do and know, know that I could create a life for myself and do what I love and do what I wanted to do. But yeah, being Filipino in Afterbus definitely, definitely uh, different than being surrounding myself with everything Filipino and Tayo. Uh-huh. My experience with Tayo has been pretty amazing this, this past year. Uh, we're about to hit our one year anniversary. Um, or actually, I think we actually just hit our one-year anniversary. Um, and over 200 episodes later, it's been amazing because if you think about it, like with AfterBuzz, we're talking about pop culture relevancies and TV shows and things like that. But it's such a niche situation with Tayo because it's all Filipinos across North America based. So news that has to come like that, you know, in the beginning it was daily. Now it's weekly because we do a Tayo hot list. But imagine like trying to have to come up with stories from our community all the time, like news gathering all the time and you think about it, you're like, oh my God, this is impossible. But over 200 episodes later, you're like, oh, it's not impossible. Like there is so much news about us out there within the industry. And there's so many people doing big things that they never really get the, sh- you know, their, the light shine on them. So it's so awesome to be a part of, you know, this, um, uh, this entity that's basically helping be that platform and that voice uh, for, um, for these people, you know, there's so many Emmy-nominated actors this year. I mean, actors, production people, editors this year within our community. It's crazy. Like, I was, like, looking at the list, and I was like, oh, okay, there's going to be, like, one or two. I think there was – there might have been, like, seven or eight or whatnot. You know what I mean? That's awesome to hear because you don't really hear about them too much, especially if they're not in front of the screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so when you think about it that way, like, yeah, Tayo has taught me so much within the past year. Um, and really um, introduced me to so many things that I thought I already knew, but didn't really know. And so I really dived into the subject even more. You know, I think we have to be open to learning more and more all the time. And um, Tayo definitely taught me that. Good answer. Good answer. (laughs) And we're going to keep learning about Nino after this break. (laughs) The voice switch up. I love it. Hey, Dustin. Hey, Crystal. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. And can you tell me why you're you're so fantastic right now? Well, it's because I've been listening to this really cool podcast. It's called Me Search. Uh, Me Search? Mmm, tell me more. Um, you know, we've, well, (laughs) 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 not much to tell you since you've been there, but... (laughs) You're listening to MeSearch, a podcast featuring fill-in perspectives. Let us know what you think. Rate us and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Catch new episodes on the first and third Wednesday each month. (laughs) Well, I'll have to catch it. Meaning, I'll listen to our own episodes. (laughs) (laughs) So... What are some of the challenges that you face as an entertainment journalist these days? Well, right now we can't really do exactly what we want to do in the studio or we can't produce work that we, we want to do um, that unless it's through Zoom at the moment, uh, speaking to people or whatnot. But I mean, the basis of, of all of that is getting the story, right? And really doing that. So there, there's ways to work around, around it, you know, but there are some challenges uh, within having to be in, you know, quarantine or um, being self-isolated right now um, and not being able to, um, 
directly create the production that you see in your eyes, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, for, for the audience to love and to see that things that they're used to. That's kind of the biggest challenges at the moment as far as like challenges about of it being say Filipino American, me being Filipino American in the industry. That's a whole nother story <laughs> right there, just because there's not too many of us um, in there. I think uh, I can only think of Aaron Lim from E that's really uh, that's really out there doing it right now um, in mainstream television as a, as an entertainment host. Um, you know, she, she's doing an amazing job at it. There are, there are a lot of people in our community doing great things as far as acting right now. I um, mean, it's so great to see, but being able to break the mold of what people think a host is in mainstream TV is probably the hardest part. Mm-hmm. You know, I am not a six foot tall, white chiseled abs type of dude. You know what I mean? Like, and that's kind of like what you see all the time as far as like lead host in really big, um, big networks. You know what I mean? Or you have to be over 40 or 50 mm-hmm. to be able to be that, you know, calming figure that uh, America likes to watch. They don't really give people like me or POCs that chance all the time. So we really have to fight for it. Basically. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're up, up against a lot more than the norm because the breakdowns that were sent, we don't necessarily fit the criteria they're looking for. We may have the talent and we may have the expertise in it, mm-hmm. uh, but they're looking for a certain look. So I think that's the biggest, one of the biggest challenges that we have to face, or I have to face as well too. I have to prove to people that, oh, you know, I'm likable. I could do that job as much as he could do that job. I just look different, but maybe give me a chance and see what happens. We have to break down the doors for ourselves. And so to be able to do that, a lot of the time it's creating your own content or really pushing for your tape to still be sent out, even though you don't match the, um, the description from the casting. Mm. So you really have to have people behind you to really push you to do that. Because sometimes it's hard. You, you end up second guessing yourself and saying, okay, that's, I'm never going to fit for that. But mm-hmm. you check off everything except the physical. You, you know everything else that they want, but you just don't have excuse me for my generalization, but like blonde hair, blue eyes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's one of the challenges. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Thank you. What has been the most exciting story you've covered or project that you've produced thus far? There's one project we're working on right now and that we shot the pilot for that I'm ridiculously excited about. Um, and it's with Tayo um, and ABS-CBN, but I can't really say what it is. <laughs> I hate doing that because I hate when people say that like on like mm. Instagram or on their social media. Like, I have a secret to tell you, but I can't tell you right now. You're going to have to wait. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's basically like that uh, legal, legal purposes and everything in between. Sure. Um, but I'm really excited for this. This is basically the biggest project I've ever had on my plate. Um, and the most exciting one as well, too. You know, and it's an interview, interview docu-series. And I can't wait for you to see it. <laughs> I can't say too much. <laughs> Are you allowed to tell us maybe what your role is in the project? Yeah. So I'm the host, writer, and producer of the show. I created the show. I pitched the show um, late last year uh, and it got greenlit. And it's funny because I pitched this show to two other networks. Didn't work out. Third network, current network I work for right now. Um, loved it, um, and they greenlit the show. So it's something I've had in my in the pocket for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and I've refined it like multiple times, and it finally got picked up. So congratulations! Thank you. Congratulations! <laughs> All right. So Thank whenever you. this episode airs, y'all just gotta check out Nino's show. 
Yeah, yeah. Do it. Watch it. Yeah. Watch it. Stream it. Do things. <laughs> Do things. Do things. Do things. Do things. <laughs> let's let's make it work. But, <laughs> but that's basically one of the biggest things. I mean, another really big thing that I think really helped me was starting my own website. I created this website called the Fifth Element Mag Magazine dot com. Mm. It's been around for ten years now, and we've worked with really big companies like um, Nike, Hennessy, Warner Brothers. Uh, Republic Records, like we've had these really huge um, uh, brand deals with these companies to help, you know, work with them um, side by side to creating content. And I've been really proud of that. And it really just started off with me and a friend with a concept and um, a really shitty blog. I don't know if I can cuss. But like a yeah, really, you can cuss. A really shitty blog in the beginning that turned into um, us, create, uh, us really honing our skills as writers and um, content producers. Uh, and it's become the site that we have now, and uh, we've worked really hard for it. And we've, um, I think we're in, I don't know, I think it was over 100 countries, readers in over 100 countries. And wow. it's crazy to to think that, uh, that it's touched so many people around the world, and they've seen it, but we've also been able to work with these big, uh, these big companies, you know? But it was basically our portfolio. We did it to create a portfolio for ourselves because no one would give us a chance. So Break down those doors. It was something mm-hmm. that, you know, exactly. It's something that we could showcase on our resumes and say, oh, we have a whole body of work that we've been working on for this long, and you could check it out here. You know what I mean? Like, surprises pop up. Like, we interviewed Cardi B in 2016. Before she hit, she was just on Love & Hip Hop. We got an email saying, hey, Cardi B from Love & Hip Hop once, you know, is doing press runs. Would you like to talk to her? And I was like, oh, yeah, she was hilarious. I also really liked her music, but no one knew about her music back then. And so then I talked with her. And uh, she was great. She was awesome. And then we got we went into post production, and the sound totally messed up. It was distorted. I was like, "Oh, this sucks." And I was like, "Okay, I guess we're gonna have to can this." The next year, she started hitting like crazy on the charts, and so I was like, "We got to go back to see if we could fix it." I had a friend who was able to fix it, and we were able to put it out later on the year after, and we kind of tailored it to the whole situation where she was like. You know, by the time I'm this, I want to have a, I want to have a house. I want to have a kid. I want to be married and everything happened. She was like, you know, and I want people to listen to my music literally a year after everything happened for her. And she just started zooming and it just started becoming, she was a phenomenon. You know what I mean? So like having that interview, we called it Cardi B before the bag. So like, because she has a line in one of her songs where she goes, I got a bag to fix my teeth, Mm. basically like to, you know, to fix her grill. And so it was Cardi B before the bag. This is before she was, you know, a multimillionaire mm-hmm. and you know, with millions and millions of followers. So it was cool to have that interview and then it come out a year later and she's been doing what she's doing. That was insp- inspiring. I think that was one of my favorite projects, like inadvertently, because we didn't know that was going to happen. She spoke truth into existence. She did. Mm-hmm. 100%. It's crazy. Yeah. Amazing. I, I just got to say... Nino's Fifth Element launch had a red carpet event and... His red carpet event was my first red carpet event. For real? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I need to get a fancy ass dress. I need to get my makeup done. I need to get my hair did. I'm going to this red carpet event for you know, (laughs) and I'm going to show up looking real fly. She showed up and showed out. Yeah, that was fun. (laughs) That's awesome. It was a one year anniversary party, and um, we were working with a Filipino American. PR girl, oh. uh, Jenny Vias. Um, and she like 
I've, you know I've, I've met is, her. Right? I don't know if she knows me, but I know her. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. Because I'm, I'm like, because we put you, we put you on the PR list and all that stuff. And like, but she got like everyone there. She had people from The Voice there. She had people from ABDC. We had all of our YouTube friends and all that stuff. Crystal <laughs> um, and all that stuff. It was really cool. It was really a fun event. And that really pushed us to keep on going. Yes. Go get it, Mino. Got to make money to pay for that party because, woo. <laughs> we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> it was popping, y'all. It was a dope party. <sighs> I was, I took Patrick with me. Patty, shout out to Patty. Patrick. <laughs> um, and it was it was a great time. So that was a really great party. I that was so fun. Thank you for inviting me and letting me be part of your big day. Of course, no, that was definitely fun. One more time for the listeners. What's the what's the website? Yeah, so it's the Fifth Element so T-H-E-5-T-H-ElementMag.com. Check it out. Go do things. Do things. <laughs> Think back to that moment when you made the transition into entertainment journalism. I'm wondering if you've got any advice for your younger self. What would you say to that person now knowing what you know? Um, maybe two things. One is super cliche, and everyone says it, but trust the process um, because that is such a big deal. A lot of people fall out from once they take the leap of faith, they go six months to a year into it, and it's really, really hard, and you cry a lot, <laughs> and you are up against so much, um, and uh, you end up quitting. You know what I mean? But I think and back then I had so many times where I'm like, okay, I'm done. Let me go back into corporate marketing and all this stuff, but I don't know. Now I think I got to remind my, if I, if I were able to tell my younger self, I would say trust the process, it's gonna be okay, and just keep it going. Stress less, uh, but also um, prepare, for, prepare yourself for that leap. Because I felt like, when I booked my first two national commercials, I was like, I'm the shit, I'm good, I can quit my job now. I have extra money in the bank, I'm okay. Wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you have to hella prepare yourself. Uh, for that leap because it's gonna affect you ev like every which way mentally physically emotionally financially you have to be prepared for it and if you're not prepared for that leap um you can you'll go down a lot easier and you'll quit a lot easier um luckily i just had really good people around me to really push me and to remind me what i'm trying to do um and to remind me of the um accomplishments that i've had throughout that time and how you know and i still have to i still need those reminders constantly because it's still a it's a forever game you know what i mean mm -hmm. unless you're even when you're at the status of like a beyonce or a jay-z or something like that you still have to be reminded that because there's always somebody new that's going to come up next you know what i mean you know it's really hard to get to an icon status and not everyone's going to get to an icon status but i think what you need to be wanting to get to is um the longevity situation you want to have mm -hmm. a long career so you want to just keep it going so you might not be at the top, 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 but you're still going. I'd rather have a career that's going to last 50 years than have a career that's going to last five years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the end of it. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not a hundred percent necessary for the, you know, necessarily the money. The money's great when it comes to that, but you know, it's, it, you do because you love what you want to do. You know what I mean? Like Ryan Seacrest does mm -hmm. not need to work all these jobs, <laughs> but he still does it. He has so many jobs, but he still does it because he loves what he does. Right. You know what I mean? He he idolizes people like Dick Clark. 
you know, that, that's worked in the industry for so long that, that did it not for the money, but for, for them. It's what they like to do. He wouldn't be waking up so damn early in the morning to do the radio show, go to live with Kelly and have to film American Idol at night. There's just no, you know what I mean? There's not enough money for some people to, to do that. But it, for him, it's, it's not the money. It's, you know, the, the love for it all. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to have that uh, type of career where, um, you know, everything can kind of coincide together and I could push for longer. You know, the steady, the steady stream up, you know what I mean, with breaks in between because we know those walls definitely come up. Mm-hmm. It's a marathon. Marathon, not a race. Mm-hmm. Definitely. We might not be Beyonce, but she certainly listens to this podcast. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey B. What's up, girl? <laughs> so you talked about your secret project, which will come out and we're gonna make sure to watch your show. Is there anything else new and exciting that maybe you're working on that we should be keeping an eye out for? I just want you know, I think I just want you guys to keep on continuing to uh watch Tayo News. Uh, we went from daily to weekly content. It's called a Tayo Hot List now. Um, so you see it uh, on Fridays at 4 p.m. Uh, it'll come out uh, everywhere on Facebook, uh, YouTube, Instagram. And uh, for the TFC subscribers, if your mom and dad watches the Filipino channel, <laughs> it'll come up there as well, too. Um, and now you can actually stream TFC on Roku and on Samsung. I think later on it's going to be on the other smart TVs. But uh, instead of having cable... You can cut the cable and just stream it just like a Netflix type situation too. So that's something new that TFC is doing. Um, and Tayo's on there as well. Uh, so yeah, just keep on watching out for that because there's a lot of new exciting things coming along with Tayo, not just with Tayo News. So there's more new things. Um, watch out for that. Next TV, all that good stuff. Watch out for that show. Watch out. Do things, everybody. <laughs> Do things. Do things. All right. So, Nino, what is the best way to get a hold of you if someone wants to collaborate with you? Or Awesome. Yeah. No, so, um, the best way to get a hold of me is you can uh, follow me actually on all social. It's just Nino Lanera, N-I-N-O-L-L-A-N-E-R-A, on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, all of the talks, TikToks, whatever, everything. <laughs> um, uh, you can find me on that just across the board, Nino Lanera. Um, on most of my profiles, I'll mm-hmm. have like an email uh, click. You can go ahead and just email that. Email me questions or whatnot. DM me questions. Um, and I'll try to sort through them yeah. and try to get back to you. Collaborate and also just experience Nino, y'all. Experience him. Check him out. <laughs> Check him out. I appreciate y'all. So final question. What's put a smile on your face lately? I think recently, just the people around me, family, friends, um, really lucky to have a lot of support around me and just the camaraderie between all of us because it's been such a tough year for everyone. And knowing that I have people that I can depend on or people I can call on and things like that, speaking to my best friends, um, and, you know, my family members really just really helps me. It really always puts a smile on my face. I don't think I'll ever get tired of um, my mom calling me, Aww. you know what I mean? Or my dad calling me about something, you know? Yeah, that's what really keeps a smile on my face. And also uh, seeing uh, the come up of our Filipino brothers and sisters in the industry, I think is a really big thing. It gets me excited to see them win 
when I see one person, even if I don't know them, like, you know, I would want to get to know them uh, and I want to continue seeing them win. Um, one of uh, our producers from ABS-CBN, Steve Angeles, who just, who got me the job at Tayo, who introduced me to the EP. And uh, because we met 10 years ago, you know, during Bucket Y days, he just won his first Emmy and had his, and got engaged and had his first baby. Wow. All within this past first part of the year. So as crazy as COVID is and coronavirus and all that stuff that's been happening within the world, um, there are some, there's, there's light around there. And seeing people win like him, because he's been, he's been doing so well and he's been uh, pushing hard and he's been Emmy dreaming for the longest time and he finally got it this year. I'm really, really happy for him. And that makes me smile because, you know, once again, seeing our Filipino brothers, Filipino brothers and sisters win is makes me really happy. Amazing. I love seeing you win. Yeah, Nino. Oh, thank you. Winning. I appreciate y'all. Do win things. Do win things. Do things, y'all. Subscribe to this podcast. Give them a like. Share it. Let people know what's up. Thanks. Thanks, Nino. They deserve it. We already have enough publicity because Beyonce is listening. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Nino, it was such a pleasure to have you on the show. Please come back anytime you want. Just to hang out. Just to hang out. It's so nice to see you. Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. It's so much fun talking. So much fun talking with you guys. So I appreciate you guys having me on. And I can't wait to see where the show goes and who to talk to next because I'm all about learning more and more about everyone so that's exciting congratulations to you too thank, thank you, you. We're done. <laughs> it was so great to have nino on the show oh i know we love a nino moment oh, i love a nino moment let's put that on a shirt yeah, I mean... We kind of go way back with this guy, and I love it. Yeah, for real. This interview truly was full of full circle moments. And when Nino was talking about his audition tape for that VJ gig for Mix, it really brought me back to some good times with him. And we actually... Oh. Yeah, and I just I just watched his audition reel. <laughs> And I'm like, oh no, we're babies. Um, <laughs> we're babies. And and I'm. Did lit- you have a side swoop bang? I absolutely did. Hello, <laughs> it was 2010. Boo. Of course, I had slides, side swept bangs. Of course. You're so hip. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh man, and and my voice, like I still didn't know how to use my woman voice, and I was still talking like this. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I think I'm gonna start talking like that from now on too. Yeah, totally. Please do. Um, <laughs> um, but that's, I don't know if that's my favorite version of you or my least favorite version of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's, <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but, oh, man. Um, so, so I looked back and we actually filmed that reel right after I was on Kababayan Superstar. Shout out to Kamabayan Superstar. Superstar. Shout out to Janelle So. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and it was, oh my goodness, it was right before I released my very first single, uh, my first piece of original music. It was very exciting. And 
Um, thank you to Nino for documenting that little snapshot in time. Your first single was um, your first single was Sunshine. Yes, it was. I remember that song like it was yesterday. You know, I was looking <laughs> through my closet. Uh-huh. And I found the t-shirt that you gave me, the sunshine Aww. t-shirt. Aww. I was like, oh, you make me believe <laughs> in sunshine. <laughs> we love it. I, we love the I sunshine. I cannot fit into that shirt anymore, sadly. Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure I can't fit into mine either. So I don't even know where. I think it's back in Buena Park. <laughs> I don't. Maybe I'll uh, Maybe I'll frame my Crystal Tagati merch. <laughs> Since I can't wear it. (laughs) Well, I'm glad I'll be, you know, there to, you know, be staring at you from your wall. (laughs) I'll take a picture of it and I'll share it on socials or something. Aw, okay. Sounds good. Good times. Good times. Yeah, totally good times. Yeah, so Nino was actually also a huge part in helping with the Sunshine Music video as a stylist and on the filming crew and... Um, yeah, Nino's just awesome. And he's really, he's really been such a wonderful, you know, support system. And I love how he has come full circle auditioning for Mix. And now yes. he's working for yes. them. Okay. Yes. Yeah. His career trajectory is such a great example of how perseverance pays off. Mm-hmm. He was patient and he was resilient even after getting rejections. He was telling us how. <laughs> How much it sucked that he didn't get it. Mm, I know. He could have stopped at that rejection, but he kept going. Yeah. And look where he is now. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the secret project that he was talking about is now public. So y'all check it out. He's the host of a new show on Mix called The Hub, which gives audience an inside look behind the top Filipino innovators across North America. And they had a premiere episode, which launched in December, and it's available to watch Wherever you get your mix. Wherever you get your mix. Yeah, yeah. And in his first episode, he uh, spent time with DJ Flicked, who's a Grammy-nominated music producer. Um, so he's really getting to connect with some heavy players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good job, Nino. Would you look at that? He did it, y'all. He freaking he did it. He did did it. And he absolutely did. And like Nino said, you know, and I think this is super important, trust the process. He also said, Mm -hmm. prepare yourself for that leap. It's a forever gig. And I love this Mm -hmm. idea of focusing on longevity and that it is all about loving what you're doing and also not taking the opportunity to do what you love for granted. Yeah. yeah, wise words. Wise words. Wise words. Wise words. Wise words from a wise man. Yes. <laughs> I also found it interesting that what he loved and what he was passionate about evolved over time. Because mm-hmm. he started out as a child actor, right? Yeah. And his, his mom supported him and took him to agents and whatnot. But over time, he pivoted to journalism and hosting. And it was through acting um, and living in that world of entertainment that he was able to identify the thing that really brought him joy, which was talking to people and interviewing them. Then he made that his his career. And now he's breaking the mold of what it means to be a lead host. And I especially appreciate the fact that the way that he is supporting Filipino representation in the entertainment industry is that he's pitching and producing his own content that speaks to our community directly. 
Yeah, love it. I love how he's, you know, really taking control mm-hmm. of, you know, his career. He's really the author of his his life and his career. And yeah. just going back to representation, you know, the industry ha- still has a long way to go. And yeah. Nino talks about this and where there's Asian representation, Southeast Asians like Filipinos aren't usually part of the conversation. Um, Nino said, we're never grouped into being Asian. And, you know, a current example is the new Disney animated film, Raya and the Last Dragon. I don't know if y'all know, but the film is inspired by a number of Southeast Asian countries, and they created a make-believe Southeast Asian country as a setting, um, you know, inspired by the countries in Southeast Asia. And still, still... Also, only casted three Southeast Asian actors. Why is that? I would love to know that. If we're making a story about Southeast Asian countries, um, I think there should be some Southeast Asian actors um, <laughs> voicing these characters. I just, you know, it only yeah. makes sense, right? Right. And so, yeah, the industry really needs to widen their scope of what Asian is. It isn't only the East Asian or South Asian population, um, which we still need to see more of. But um, mm-hmm. folks from the Philippines to Vietnam to Laos need acknowledgement and representation. And especially if you're going to pull from other countries, Disney and other production companies and writers, please stop erasing us. Mm-hmm. Please stop doing that. I'm literally telling you to stop doing that. <laughs> Just <laughs> stop that shit, okay? Um, stop that shit. Stop that shit. It's just like, why? And as a community, we also need to speak up. And I know we all love Disney. I went to a school that Disney himself created. And, um, you know, Disney I know. Disney created CalArts? He did. He's the founder wow. of CalArts. So I know we all love Disney and Disney films have a special place in our hearts and, you know, it makes us happy and everything that they've done has been magical and whatnot. But, but it is also important to look at these films from the past and also from the present and look at these films with a critical eye. And if we see something that is off, It is our responsibility, I feel, if we want our community to move forward to say something. Even if we feel like there will be no immediate change, our voices still matter, and we have to believe that eventually things will shift, but change won't ever come, ever, if we continue to stay silent. So, even if the change is going to be forever a ways, we still need to at least start the process of change. So say something. Be critical. Wah. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me, um, like the, the movie that you described, it reminds me of this film that I used to really love when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It had Ernie Reyes Jr., who is a Filipino-American actor. It was it was called Surf Ninjas. Have you heard of that? <laughs> Moto Surf! <gasps> Surf Ninjas! Yeah! Oh my gosh, I haven't seen Surf Ninjas in a million years, but not a million years, because I'm not a million years. That was one of my favorites. <laughs> it was so good. I mean, I loved Surf Ninjas as a kid. Yeah, all of the um, 
well, I don't know about all, but a good chunk of the the main characters were played by Filipinos, and they made up this imaginary country called Patusan. Mm. And oh, the main characters were orphaned and raised by an American guy. Does this ring a bell? I yeah. don't even remember. I don't remember the plot. The plot. <laughs> I just remember that they were surfing ninjas. <laughs> They they were orphaned and they grew up. They found out that they had magical powers and that they were heirs to the Patusani throne. But um, yeah, a similar situation where it was like, okay, these are clearly like brown Asians, and they made up this imaginary country. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that would fly today, but it was definitely like a good childhood memory. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, good times. Uh, yeah. I need to rewatch Ernie Reyes Jr. If you're listening to this podcast, Ernie. Hi. Come on the show. We'd love to have you. <laughs> come on by. Come on by. <laughs> All right. Well, it's about that time, Crystal. Why don't you go ahead and close the show off with some final thoughts, please? Hmm. Well, with the new show, with After Buzz, with Fifth Element... I'm just I'm just happy to know someone who is this much of a go-getter and who just so happens to be an all-around great guy. Like I am so grateful that Nino is in our lives and Nino is just an awesome human being. So if you don't know Nino and you have the opportunity to get to know him, please do so. He's just great. Yeah. He's inspiring. And, you know, if you want good people around you, Nino is one of those people who can really, you know, brighten up life. So, Nino, you the best. You the best, Nino. You the best, Nino. Thank you. Make sure to subscribe to Me Search wherever you listen to podcasts. Find new episodes on the first and third Wednesday every month. Check us out at mesearchpodcast.com. And find us on social media at MeSearchPodcast. MeSearch is produced and hosted by Dustin Domingo and Crystal Tugatti. Editing by Dustin Domingo. Special thanks to our guest Nino Lanera. Follow him and his work at Nino Lanera. Shoutouts to all our friends and family giving this podcast a shot. We'll catch you all at the next episode. We're going to get to the bottom of things. This is MeSearch, folks. Woo-woo!